Good morning and welcome to episode six, season two of the Marketing Matters podcast. Uh, and this week is quite understandably quite different. We normally, uh, myself and David, will be sat together around a table. We are normally more than two metres apart anyway, but we decided we'd, we'd be a bit different today. So we are uh, recording this remotely and I'm sat here in my home in, in Bossop, a couple of miles from the Gasworks. And David is in, sat in Broadbottom. So good morning, David. Good morning. How are you? This is fine morning. I think we've got to still get the weather forecast in, and, or not forecast, but weather report. Yeah. I have to say it's been very odd that with this very strange world we're living in, that the weather is absolutely gorgeous. Yes, which is unusual for this part of the world as well. So yes, and it, it's, it's, it's much more pleasant having uh, being able to sit at home in, in bright sunshine rather than with the rain pouring down outside. So thank you for the small blessing. Anyway, we thought it's actually only been two weeks since we last recorded a podcast, but it's been very, it's a very different world we're living in now. And we thought it would be worth just sort of recognising that. And I guess a lot of our listeners will be sitting in situations where they're having their movement restricted and their businesses sort of turned upside down. And it's definitely not business as usual. But whatever the impact, you know, it, it is offering us challenge, challenges. But I think it potentially can also uh, offer opportunities. And we just wanted to thought it would be good to devote a podcast to how we think we have to, ad- you know, how we can adapt our businesses to work in this new environment. So what are your thoughts on that, David? I think, well, obviously, I, I, I don't think we talked about it. I was away, so I came back into this country last Wednesday. Yeah, we were almost uh, recording this very remotely, weren't we? <laughs> almost, almost. But uh, no, I got back on time and on schedule. Thank you to KLM. But I, I think so. It, it's been a real, uh, real shock to, to just see how things have changed. But I think the other point is that it's all happened so quickly that actually, at one level, it's very short term. And I think most businesses are, they are not just a short term entity. Businesses, you know, good businesses run for for years. And so while I appreciate that we have no real idea how long this strange situation is going to continue, the, the expectation is that it is going to be weeks and months rather than any longer than that. And so I think it, while on the one hand, as, as you say, Duncan, everything's been turned upside down. On the other hand, there is an opportunity to say that some at some point in the not too distant future, Assuming, of course, that, that I have uh, the resources and potential to s- sustain things in, in this relatively short-term future, that there's an opportunity to perhaps give yourself a chance to, to think about things. And as somebody put on a post the other day, it really is an opportunity to say, well, I haven't got much work to do in my business. So it's a real opportunity to sit and think about working on my business. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, it, we've, we've a lot, we've been talking about this whole sort of infinite game and thinking about the long term. And we talk in there about the, the concept of in the short term, it's about staying in the game. And I think very much, you know, right now, the focus is on staying in the game and making sure that, okay, you've got a, in many cases, I and mean, we've had one client who's had to shut down, completely shut down their operation. But as their MD said, we've survived two world wars. So this, I'm sure we'll survive this. And it, and it is about, it's, it's about making sure that you're still in the game at the end of it. But it's also not losing sight of, that's not why you're in business. It's you're in business to do something bigger and to, to look at a bigger vision. So I think it's about not losing sight of that in this situation where maybe the, the day-to-day is just about staying in the game. 
Yeah, and I would say you say there's somebody who shut down completely, but they've not shut down completely. They've still got they've they've made significant closures, yes, but their their online operation is still up and running, and I think is going to be their focus for, as I said, coming out the other end. Yeah, and and I think yes, you're, you're absolutely right. It's it's about them not being able to do their day to day deliveries and warehousing and sure. all that sort of stuff. But yeah, their business is still going, and and actually, there's an argument saying I think we'll talk about this in a bit more that that now is a great time to actually go out and engage with your, your customers. Because actually, yes, people are... Remotely, uh, of course. Remotely, of course, absolutely. I think we take that as Every Any time we talk about talking to someone, meeting someone, engaging with people, we are talking remote. Um, but the fact is that technology allows us to do that now. And, and there are going to be an awful lot of people out there who are, they have got a bit of time on their hands. It's as if someone has pressed the sort of the pause button and then their normal daily routine of, of maybe being very busy has been slowed down. And so they're going to have time and they will, in many businesses, you know, those people want, want to engage with other people and you have an opportunity now to get out there and talk to them in a slightly less pressured environment. Yeah, and, and I think that because it's all happened so quickly, I think there are a, a lot of people, particularly people who are self-employed and work for themselves, whether it is a case of rabbits in the headlight, that they've suddenly woken up and found any work they got on has just been pulled or postponed or cancelled or and suddenly there is there is no work and there's no work means that there's no billing at the end of the month no billing at the end of the month means no income and so it it is easy to get to be very startled and i think the fact is there is nothing we can do about that very short term situation that is where we're at and so i think we've all got to say right we've just got to take a deep breath and count to 10 and say well first of all sure can i figure out how i can uh, get through these next few months and I think to be fair to our to our glorious leaders they are certainly trying and I realize that as we speak the situation for self-employed people has, has still not been, been been clarified but the the suggestion is that there is an intention to support them once they can find a way of doing so and I think while sure the support is not going to run to uh, free holidays in Barbados when it's all over the numbers that I see people talking about should be enough to at least keep body and soul together in the short term. So the short term should be, should look after itself for, for the vast majority of people, which again, if you can get your head around that, then say, right, well, I'm going to survive. Now let's have a think about how I can come out of this stronger and better and in a, in a better position. I think I, I think it is about how you can use this opportunity to, and look at how where you're going to be when we come out of this, because whether it's in three months or four months or however long it might be, we have to assume that this is going to end and life will go back to some semblance of normality at some point in the future. And, and I think it is about saying, what can you be doing in these times when maybe you have got some fewer pressures on working in the business? Uh, what can you be doing to make sure that when the, the brakes come off, that you are in a really strong position to take it forward? Another example, I was, I was talking to another client who has been significantly impacted because a lot of their markets are places like Italy and Spain. And so their, their order book has been severely curtailed, but their approach is, I'm going to spend the next three months clearing my order book, clearing my production lines, getting all the orders I've got in the system out to make sure that when the orders start coming back in again, 
that I'm in a position to be really responsive and really to be able to serve those clients really quickly and to be able to give them a really good service. And I think that's a, another a, another good good approach. And we're also taking the opportunity to look at some of the sort of the web uh, websites and, and collateral around that, and making sure that this time when we've got a bit of space to actually get those projects finished. And I think these are the sorts of things to, as, you, as David said, you can be sort of rabbits in the headlight, but actually when you take a step back and, and, and ex- if you accept that, hopefully we are going to get some help to get through this. And, and ultimately also, if you're in, in a, a bigger, more established business, you have good times and you have bad times. And I think, you know, you, you, you need to have some sort of contingency to deal with, may, okay, maybe this is extreme, but contingency to deal with the bad times. And I think those two things combined, hopefully the good businesses will, will survive and it will give us an opportunity, as I say, to actually take a step back and look at how we can be better when we come out of this. Yeah, and, uh, but I think coming back again to the people who are working for themselves, self-employed, I think one of the real issues, and I felt this a little bit, is that when you don't have the routine of going into your office, so you don't have the routine of going out and doing work, actually self-motivation can be quite challenging. And I think one of the things I find is that obviously I'm, I'm working from home now, but I guess somewhere psychologically, when I'm at home, I'm not working. And when I'm in the office, I'm working. So to be spending all the time at home and yet still working is, I, I can feel it, it is a bit, it is strange. And, and that's something obviously I'm, I'm having to work through. But I think the fact that we all are expected to kind of social distance and stay at home has has another impact and that is as i say if you're working by yourself then it can get very isolating and very lonely and i think one of the opportunities that people are now really starting to explore more is the potential for talking to people engaging and meeting people online i mean certainly something a couple of years ago i i said oh i i'd like to explore the possibility of skype and what have you as a way of doing online meeting and to be honest it, the whole idea drifted and slipped away because the technology just didn't work. It wasn't good enough. It got in the way of the meetings. Whereas now uh, we've been, in the last week or so, we've been kind of forced back to re-explore these technologies. And I realised that some people have used them regularly right through, but the one that we have plumped on having having tested four or five different options is is Zoom, which I have to say, my experience over the past week has been remarkably good. That we've had we've had sessions where there's just a couple of us, we've had sessions where there's up to a dozen of us. And I think I will I'll live to regret saying this, but I think the technology has not got in the way of those meetings hardly at all, which I think is where it needs to be. And and so I think coming out of the other end of this, this situation, I think there will be some some shifts in the way people do business going forward because there, there clearly are opportunities that not everybody was using. Yeah, and, and I think you're absolutely right. And I think if you take, particularly if you take the whole environmental agenda and the, uh, the global warming agenda where people have been starting to question the, the impact of, of traveling around the world and flying and and the like. I mean, someone was commenting yesterday that it's unusual now. You look up, I mean, we live under the flight path of Manchester Airport. And so there are planes going on over all the time. But now there just aren't. And you just, and I, I read something about the fact that airlines have got a real problem of finding where to park all their planes. You know, they're just, people are not flying around at the moment. And I think they are finding alternatives to meeting. And I agree with David. I think when you look at all these things together, I think people will start to say, well, actually, do I need to fly to that meeting? Do I need to drive down to that meeting in Manchester, in, in London? 
can I do it remotely? And in some circumstances, yes, face-to-face meetings are absolutely essential and they're needed, but sometimes they're not. And I think, as David said, if you can get to a situation as I think we are now, where the technology is not getting in the way and the technology is pretty much um, transparent, I think a, a proportion of those meetings will hopefully continue to be over remote video links. And I can only see that as being a good thing. I think it was interesting. I think it was, was it Monday, I think. I decided I needed a webcam and everybody's talking about toilet paper and pasta, but webcams were just not available anywhere. I found one on Amazon for two and a half thousand pounds, but I decided to give that one a miss. But I just think, you know, everybody's talked about food. And I think for for many, many people, clearly that is a a critical consideration. But in in the business and business communication world, and even keeping in touch with friends and family, people have been buying webcams. And so the technology is there. And the thing that really intrigues me is that it clearly has the the bandwidth and the capacity to cope with uh, what must be a massive upsurge in in use. And I I think there are situations where technology was taken as a a bit of a nice to have uh, and is now critical. I mean, another, uh, we we run a, a website for a local greengrocer who up until now, his, he, he'd take a few orders over the web, but most of his, his business was going through the shop. But as he said to me yesterday, his website is now his business. You know, all of his businesses, all of his orders are going through his website. He's had to completely change his, the way he operates to, to basically to be fulfilling and delivering orders rather than serving people in the shop. But the fact is that because he had that, has that website um, that was just a sort of a peripheral to his business, his business has been able to continue and serve the community and, and, and deliver an income for him and his, his staff through this and continues to do so now. So I think it is one of those things where it's really highlighting how important and how valuable a lot of this technology is. And I think it is one of those situations where we're in a situation where most of that technology has come of age and is pretty uh, resilient and, and reliable. And I think it, people will start to, as we come out of this, people will start to perhaps use it more uh, than they have done in the past, which I think can be no bad thing. So I think I think we've, we've sort of probably talked around the subject. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to particularly add. Well, well, well I think I'll just kick on. I mean, as, as we always uh, try and finish with a sort of a, a roundup where we're saying, if this has resonated, what should you you think about and be doing? The first thing is really just to uh, to not panic. I think that was the first, I mean, I'm as guilty as anybody over this week. The first, when you start to hear the news and the, the government announcements, it's very easy to knee jerk. And say, oh, what you know? This, what's this going to do to my business? How am I going to survive? And it's actually important not to panic, and actually just to take a step back and a deep breath, and say, yes, this is a, a significant situation, but it is temporary, and we've got to focus on the long term, not just the next three months. So that would be my first thing: is don't panic. And and I'll pick up on that. I think, as I touched on a few minutes ago, look at if, if you can get your head around the. There's no need to panic. I think it's a it's a real opportunity that I mean I had I was I was talking to somebody this morning and we were talking about another uh, uh, somebody we know who has a business that uh, she she makes craft products and sells them through craft fairs now clearly there are no craft fairs going on at the moment so that that is the short term issue that that she's having to to deal with but equally it's an opportunity to say well you know i've been doing craft fairs for i don't know 2 3 years i see how people do craft fairs have i are there any things i've seen that i think maybe i could do it better that i've been too busy to try and implement and and maybe i can certainly build up my my stocks i can perhaps open up some new craft ideas that i've been thinking about and not had time to do anything with but also in 
how I present myself to my customers in my marketplace when I go to craft fairs or online or both. Are there other ideas that I'd like to pick up that I've seen or had from, from other people that I can now, I've now got the time to, to implement them. So use it as a, as a positive. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that the other thing I would say is, and we've touched on this already, is embrace the techno- embrace technology and consider how you could benefit from things like live video conferencing. Could you, you know, increase the, uh, your engagement with customers by having video meetings with them rather than just having to go and see them face to face? And also remote working, the idea of, you know, can you be more engaged again, more effectively with your, your customers and clients if you're not just doing it when you're in the office? Uh, and I think it's one of the, the things that we've, one of the reasons we've found this relatively easy to carry on as normal is we've, over the last sort of six, 12 months, we've been thinking about this and saying, how can we make our business more or less reliant on a physical office and how can we make ourselves more effective remotely? Uh, and we were able on, I think it was last week, I decided, right, I'm going to start working from home. And literally, I was able to walk out of the office, come home, set myself, it took me maybe a, a little while just to set myself up properly. But I can now pretty much do anything I could do in the office at home. And I think that sort of freedom and that flexibility can be really valuable and doesn't just have to be be used in these sorts of situations. Yeah. And, and I think the final thing I would say is that just think on what the, the, the government have said about supporting people. I mean, they have a, a massive national issue to make sure that the country has an economy when we come out the other end of it. And, and certainly, clearly, some people, as is inevitable, are doing extremely well commercially out of these change times. Other people are undoubtedly finding it more difficult. But um, I think it is the people who embrace it and use it as an opportunity, wherever whatever their standpoint just now, that are likely to, to come out of it, come out of it strongest. And so try and say, take a deep breath, count to 10, don't panic, as Duncan said, and you know your business better than anybody. So just think, you know, what can I do in, in, in these times to be ready to hit the ground running when things start to ease up a bit? And, and finally, recognize the power of the web. I think, you know, there are many businesses that work on the theory, well, it's all about personal interaction and face-to-face and they don't get a lot of value out of web. Maybe they don't even have a website. And I think these are the circumstances where that really starts, suddenly becomes a big, uh, a big issue because it's the, in many places, the website is now the only way you can engage with your customers in your market. So, and I think going forward, just recognize the power of the web in websites, social media, video conferencing, all the different technologies that it offers. They can, or some of them will add value to your business and, and just recognize that and explore them. Yeah. And, and I think just, just on that, something that we've touched on uh, in previous podcasts is I've come across a few people who have historically relied very much on Facebook and uh, as their, their online presence. And uh, while undoubtedly Facebook is, is proving very popular, very powerful just at the moment, equally, its limitations are, are coming out for some people where they can't do exactly what they want to do. Mm. And so they are kind of ruining not having the control of a, a website that they can, um, they can gear up to, to operate the way they want to operate. Okay, well, I think we'll leave it there. And as usual, uh, between our podcasts, you'll find more of our uh, stuff on our website, uh, bsamarketing.com, where there's a blog. You'll find uh, previous podcasts on podcast.bsamarketing. And you'll find us on social media, on Twitter and LinkedIn, at BSA Marketing. So until next time when, who knows, we'll probably, uh, st- the next one or the next couple will probably still be uh, done in this way. So um, we'd be interested in any comments as to how people are finding it at the, 
the other end. But until then, we will leave you now and stay safe and happy marketing. And stay positive.